Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the last episode of a streaming exclusive show, get blazed, and then talk about what we thought happened in the first episode. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric, and decidedly not blazed. (laughs) Me either. You're going to have to get blazed enough for the two of us then. (laughs) All right. This week, we watched the last episode of... Of the last season of the television show Trinkets. On Netflix. <laughs> I think we picked a good show to do this. I think it was fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's definitely stuff to talk about. I like afterwards chuckled to myself for a good few minutes like, what in the fuck? Five minutes in, <laughs> I started chuckling to myself and going, this was Another one of those ideas that sounds great in concept, but in th- in practice, who is this podcast now for? <laughs> it's for us. It's for you okay. and me. But then why do we have microphones in front of our face then? <laughs> like, why don't we just like hang out? Well, yeah. Why don't we just like do this privately ourselves? <laughs> I'll tell you the answer. It's because we think we're hilarious and other people need to hear it. I think we're hilarious. I, I'll i be honest. It, it seems contrary to what we're doing. I don't think other people need to hear our bullshit. <laughs> Maybe it, it comes from living with a spouse who doesn't think we're funny at all. And so anytime I tell her a joke she doesn't think is funny, she goes, that's a joke for Michael. Even when it's decidedly not a joke for you. <laughs> She doesn't get me like you get me. I don't think that's the case. I think she just has <laughs> chalked our relationship up to not funny. <laughs> it's just anything not funny that's that's over in the Michael and Eric world. <laughs> just Incl- like- including this podcast, I'm sure. So we watched the last episode of Trinkets, and now we're going to try to piece together what happened in the first episode going forward. So I didn't read any of the episode descriptions except for the episode description for the last one that we watched. Okay. And that description was, this is where I was like, this is going to be good. Here's the description. In a risky gambit that they hope will heal past hurts and help them move forward together, the trio plans one last epic crime. That has got to be the least helpful description to what we actually watched. Because what they did at the end there, I guess was a crime. (laughs) But just the breaking and entering part, and that's not what healed anybody. Yeah, so it starts off, they're driving down the road. Who's they? Michael. Do you remember any of their names? I wrote them down. Yeah, so did I. Elodie? Yep. Who is like the, from what I can tell, her character is like sunny and positive. Yep. Uh, uh, Then there was Tabitha, who didn't really have a personality. Who didn't register with me. (laughs) Yep. And Mo, who also didn't really have a personality. (laughs) 
Um, which one of the two was it? Mo that I don't know. had? I think Mo was the one that was in the relationship with. Oh yeah, Brady. Brady. Oh, who did have a personality, and his personality was. Let's say it together. Douchebag. Douchebag. <laughs> I'll Abusive edit that. douchebag. <laughs> okay. So they're driving down the street and then they say, school's going to start. What's going to happen? The end of the world as we know it. It's about time. And then it cuts to two days earlier. <laughs> My least and most favorite instance of that this doing that in the final episode of a TV show in the opening they have to do a two days earlier and it was not even a necessary two days earlier. You're right. I don't. But they never are. That that may not be true. I think it's. I think they're necessary is the wrong word. I can understand them being used as plot devices in yeah. premieres because it draws you in. You're like. Oh, we're seeing the aftermath of something. I have ostensibly, if I'm not recording a stupid podcast idea, I have watched all 19 episodes leading up to this. I don't need to be drawn in any further Netflix. I know what's been happening. I don't need a two days fucking earlier. (laughs) Okay. So do you want to tell everybody what happened in this episode? I guess so. So Mo. Hey, hey, hey. Settle down. Don't get no, so mad fuck about off. it. I, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You're the blazed one. I'm not. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. No. No hypothesizing on the earlier I series. I have to because some of the things that they do in the show get provided no explanation. Right. So I. So as far as we know, because as, as far as I know, they could have just showed up in this shoplifter, shoplifters anonymous group and aren't actually there because they're shoplifters. I mean, they are. We know that based on stuff later. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things that I have to make some assumptions about. They – I don't know where to start with this. <laughs> okay. I got this. So, their, their friend is in trouble because he cheated on a test. Except he didn't, though. They're, they're all in high school. Let's start there. This is a high school drama. This is a high school drama where everybody talks as though they are fucking novelists. It was so great. It was so th- Here's the thing. I w- so I really liked the acting in this. I think it was the writing that was shit. Because most of the people uh on this I found compelling to watch. I just found what they were saying very bad and very dumb. I agree. I think that they all acted well. Sure. So much so that the woman that played Elodie, I went and looked up. I was like, I, I really like her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's in Deadpool. She's Negasonic Teenage oh, Warhead or whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah. She doesn't like, she sort of looks like her or whatever, but I would not have put those two together. Yeah. She was a, a standout for me too. Then they're like, well, we got to fix this because he didn't really do that. And then there's a... a boyfriend and then (laughs) (laughs) this is the dumbest idea we ever had um here's the impression i got and we have to go based on off impression this chase was the guy that was getting escorted out of school for cheating yeah because some ip address pointed to his computer yeah 
I got the impression that these three, at least this season, were involved in a cheating ring of some kind. Yep. And somehow Brady, who is douchebag. Yeah. And was abusive to Mo, I think, when they used to date, I'm guessing, season one. Because he's dating somebody else now. I would bet, just based on context clues, that he's the one that said that they needed to pin this on Chase. Oh, so I was right with you, but I think that what he did... You think he did it himself? He like blackmailed them or something, and then did it himself. Right. Yeah, I th- yeah. That's either way. I think he forced them in some way, whether it be manipulated or blackmailed, into pinning this on Chase. Because I don't, based on their reaction to Chase getting caught, I don't think they would have those the girls would have chosen Chase because they were like, "Oh, this is fucked up that it's going to happen to this right. guy." Also, in the middle of all of this, there is. A coming out story where somebody is inspired by Elodie having just having having come out as far as I can tell um, and there's a implied like romantic tension between those two throughout the series that we're assuming well she does do like she like apologizes uh, to the Elodie apologizes for how she treated that uh, young woman and um she explains like oh yeah i was just jealous of this relationship that you're having with this other girl and then um uh at the end she says i'd like to give us another shot so okay yeah i missed that bit (laughs) then they're walking down the halls yeah i mean that like that in front of the world sure they've both come out at that point in time if our original idea for this podcast is a fool's errand because all these shows are built for binge watching and it's impossible to determine if a show is getting any good at the first episode or not. This episode or this idea is a fool's errand. Not because I think we expect to be able to review this show, but because we expect to be able to try and have a coherent conversation about what the fuck actually happened, what might have happened. And then let's speculate about how this show started. Also, we mentioned, uh, Brady's a douchebag. He's an abusive douchebag. Did we mention that? Yes. Okay. Like physically abusive. Right. Like, they exposed that to the entire school. Which is the crime that they're Using referring to. Crime. <laughs> Using the crime of breaking and entering. And I guess if you think about it, stealing school supplies because they use a school printer to print all of those extremely poignant pictures of a few bruises on people and then just people staring at the camera. <laughs> yeah, Brady looking mad. Yeah. <laughs> See? See how he was mad once? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's just a picture of him being like real shitty at looking because he kind of has a douchebag face. But Also, that crime... They literally, they walked into their unlocked school at night. Printed some, through the window. Oh, they went in through the window? Yeah, they climbed up. Uh, that's why they were setting oh. up the box in the dumpster and they climbed in through the window. And remember, Elodie like, had a hard time hopping down off the box. Oh, right. It was. And they walked out the ha-ha front funny. door. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you notice in that room that they went into that there was just a bunch of oil drums? Nope. <laughs> there were just. <laughs> racks and racks of oil drums which is why when they first walked in i thought oh they're going to some warehouse I, what the fuck is this and then it turned out to be their high school so 
the number one question that I need answered when we start wildly speculating about the rest of this show is what the fuck was in those oil drums. But anyway, let's carry on. We see them go to a Shoplifters Anonymous group, which was led by, did you ever watch uh, the secret or I think it was the secret world of Alex Mack. On oh, yeah. That's who was leading it. That was the Alex Mack? That was Larissa Olenek. Oh, I lo- wow. I saw her and I was like, that face looks so fucking familiar. And I looked her up. This is Larissa Olenek of Secret World of Alex Mack. She was in 10, Ten Things I Hate About You, Babysitter's Club, like all that shit. Yeah, she did look familiar. Yeah. I'm assuming she was more important to this show than the, than the five seconds she got. Not that she's a huge name, but like that does seem like she might have fallen on hard times if this is the acting gig she's got. Is just five seconds as the leader of a shoplifter's anonymous gig. While we're on this topic, mm-hmm. serious question: Should I start shoplifting? Um, people seem to really like doing it, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I could get away with it. I think you should do whatever your heart <laughs> desires, Michael. I think you can put any you can do anything that you put your mind to. And that includes becoming a master shoplifter. Yeah, this could like spark me off into like a world of crime. I could break bad right now. This could be your breaking bad moment. Vince, get at us. <laughs> we've got you, we've got your next series idea. Cancel the Kim Wexler series. <laughs> Do you need a guy that can look like Walter White if he wants to? <laughs> So they do this crime to save the day. And there you're like, this is the end of the world. It's about time. And then like. Things were fine. Things were fine. We didn't watch any of the rest of the show since that's the premise of this episode. But even I could tell that this episode was rushed. In terms of its what it was trying to tell, finish what it was trying to wrap up in its story, um, which seems dumb to me because from what I read, this wasn't a show that Netflix suddenly canceled. Like this was a deliberate decision; they had planned this out. This was going to end in two seasons, but it felt a lot like they were trying to tie up a million loose ends in yeah. twenty four minutes. There was so much going on. So many storylines. I was like, we're not even going to touch this one. Ten ten minutes in, I wrote down a note saying there are way too many very emotionally charged storylines and all this to get wrapped up in the next 14 and a half minutes. And they didn't. They just didn't wrap them up. They just quickly show her releasing her mother's ashes to the beach. And then Um, she's, she's like... 200 yards away from the beach when she tosses those ashes and then goes down to the water. Maybe her mother hated the ocean but loved the beach. You don't know. Okay. We don't. Okay. That's question number two. Why did she release those ashes where she did? It was also a really shitty view of the beach. No, agreed. Um, But you have to admit that it was really triumphant to see them dancing around to uh, We Belong 
there was such a like there's so many very serious emotional through lines and storylines that we're trying to wrap up including you know someone like re-developing a relationship with their father and having to let go of their mother and all this sort of stuff only to punctuate it with them all dancing around goofily on the beach to weep along by whoever the fuck that's by it was just uh, it, it was it was uh, a lot of whiplash is all i'm saying <laughs> Okay, so here's here's what I think happens in the first season. I think it is their shoplifting ring, right? And they get caught, obviously, because they're like in meetings and stuff for it. And it seems like it, everybody knows, including at least Elle's father. Second season, I think, is the sh- cheating ring. Like, how, how do you think they get into the cheating ring? Shoplifting, teenagers are stupid. That could get out of hand. What do you think sparks the idea for a cheating ring? No, no. It had to have been like a, they're in the computer lab type of thing. And uh, the nerds like clickety clacking on the computer lab computer. Uh And she comes up and she's like, wait a minute. Are those hacks? And he's like, yeah, I'm a hacker. Do you think you could hack to get the test answers for the Spanish <laughs> test this afternoon? Yep. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Control P and then like across the room here. Yeah, because it's a dot matrix printer. For yep. sure. And they go, you gotta tear it off. Tear it off. Tear off the edges. <laughs> those, those little annoying tabs. Yep. <laughs> yep. And gives it to her. And then she like tells her friends and then they're like, you should get test answers for us too. And that this is, um, what's his name, by the way? Chase. The oh, so Chase is the one. So wait. So <laughs> no, wait. no. It's Chase. And so. <laughs> oh, no. So wait. They're upset that Chase is being at the, the end of the last episode. They're upset that Chase has been like wrongly accused. <laughs> but it sounds like based on your description, he has very correctly been accused. No. <laughs> He's been wrongly accused for cheating on tests. And this entire time, he has refused to look at any test answers. So he cheated on no test. But he still yeah. fed the cheating ring. And if they catch him for that, fine. But this is unfair. Okay, hold on. Before we get this far, um, <laughs> before we go back any further, I just had a moment of clarity that I need answered. How does exposing... Brady's abuse of two women get Chase out from underneath his expulsion for starting and running a cheating ring. I like. I don't. There was no part. They, they said that they stole the test. Yeah, there you go. I guess, but that, that doesn't explain how the IP. They, they were so convinced that it's Chase because it went his. It was his IP address. It went back to him. They know it was him. Them saying they stole the test. Okay, sorry. I it's, didn't mean to derail it's our, okay. our very important conversation. It's a confession rolled into an accusation. A confessation. <laughs> confessation. Uh, where where were we? Oh, he's, so he's printing them out, and then like the other three start get like getting in, and they're getting the test, and then it just evolves from there. Naturally, Chase, yeah. Chase finds out, or uh, Brady finds out, and he he wants to get into Stanford. Right. And he's so, got a very important test that Stanford has said, you better pass this test or else we're not letting you in. Yeah. And so he's like begging with them. They're like, no, we're out. We're not doing this anymore. We're, we're not doing this. And he says, you better. 
This is an entirely an audio format, so let me describe for you. He just raises his fist a little. This reminds me of a conversation that they had. It was, he says to one of them, If I were you, I'd keep your mouth shut. And she replies, Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> that, that's like, a, that's a weird piece of dialogue, isn't it? There were a lot of weird pieces of dialogue in this, Michael. I agree. That was a very weird one. But it doesn't seem incongruous with the rest of the show, which just had a lot of very weird people talking at each other. Not actually, It didn't feel like – it felt like people wrote the separate parts of the conversation without ever – like you wrote for Brady, I write for Mo. And then we don't bother making sure that the conversation makes sense. We just go, nah, ship it and print it. Let's go. <laughs> because her saying, why doesn't that, that surprise me? feels like response to what her writer assumed he was going to say. Uh, but in reality, I think it's just because uh, he is really grossed out by teeth and doesn't want to see them. And that's why he gets so mad sometimes. <laughs> what? By teeth? Yeah, sure. <laughs> or teats. <laughs> Which of those are in mouths, Michael? And you know why he would want somebody to keep their mouth shut. Oh, got it. All right. Here's what I think happens in the first season. <coughs> I don't have as much, but I think one of them, I think one of them the whole season tries to convince them to all murder somebody. <laughs> and the other two have to talk her down and convince her that shoplifting is okay. It's a it's an exciting enough crime. Oh, I see what you're saying. So we so we have a uh breaking bad slash better call Saul moment, or at least when me and Kathy watch it where Something bad happens. We both think they're going to have to kill that person. Like somebody found out they're going to have to kill them. There's no way of talking their way out of this. Only on this show. Like somebody, right. they get caught shoplifting and and Mo says, we have to kill them. We can't be found out. No, no, no. They're shoplifting and Mo says, this isn't an exciting enough crime. I want to murder a random stranger. And that's how they get into the cheating ring. <laughs> the other two are like, no. Do you think they graduated then? So in, in the first season, they're on like Murderers Anonymous group. And that's how they get her to like kick her desire of wanting to murder people. And then they have to work their way down to shoplifters because they're they're trying to rehabilitate their friend. Dude, if there were a Murderers Anonymous group and I were like a homicide detective... I'd hang out there all the time. <laughs> it'd be like if there were a murder, it'd be the first place I went. That may be why there's not a murderer on this group. We may have cracked the case. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, as soon as I thought of the idea of Murders Anonymous, I thought, why don't we just put all the murderers in that group and, and they can just like figure their shit out. <laughs> it's like uh, the patient. With the Steve Carell show we watched, where the murderer kidnaps him. I guess you could say that is a murderer's anonymous group. <laughs> You're right. Season two of The Patient. Holy shit. Season two of The Patient, he Are, starts inviting his murderer uh, friends hold over. On. Did we just... <laughs> 
conceptually <laughs> decided that we were going to watch the final episode of a show to try and like backdoor our way into what happened in the first two seasons of it, only to then write the second season of an entirely separate show that we watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this show is great. And by this show, I mean our podcast. <laughs> what was with the Ride with Sally sticker? Ride with Sally? Yeah. I know. I mean, I know it's a Sally Ride reference, but like, it was this set in when was Sally Ride like the 80s? I don't know. Because it did, like. <laughs> I don't even have a guess, man. I don't even have a guess as to why that was important to any of this. And she buys the sticker, doesn't steal it, and gives it to her love interest. And the love interest oh, says... Oh, did she? I missed that. Yeah, and the okay. love interest says that it was it's a very thoughtful gift. She's super into astronauts, obviously. Okay. The end. Season one, we see her give a presentation on Sally Ride or whatever. And it's like a whole thing. And then this little boutique store like, happens to sell a sticker... <laughs> That says Ride with Sally. <laughs> Back to the the actual episode we watched. Uh, when they were in the yearbook room, I guess, or whatever. When they're like when Brady first comes and tells them that he the computer left. Sure, whatever it was. Two guys walk in, like shouting, "Oh, we have the class superlatives or whatever." Yeah. And one of the guys waits until they're in that room to go, am I on this list? He had that list all the way from wherever the fuck he went to, like, all the way here. He didn't bother looking at it once. I hate lazy writing like that. I absolutely hate lazy writing like that because they absolutely could just had somebody else bring it in and he was in the room when it happened. What was the point of him being involved in bringing this in only to then go, what's on this thing? Also, that had no bearing on the plot of the episode or the show at all so you could have literally written them saying anything you could have used those two minutes that that took up tying up any of the other loose ends on that show (laughs) talking more about sally ride i guess (laughs) you're gonna go back and watch this show no what else you got man we've talked about everything i have okay i have a michael's musing it's been a while go on you know how there's like uh craft and artisanal like soda pops and beers and potato chips and that type of stuff and they're usually like better than like cores or ruffles or pepsi you with me on this sure you know what i'm over here wondering about candy bars how come there's no like artisanal or uh, smaller company regional candy bar company that makes like really good versions of Snickers? I think they exist. They just aren't district. I don't think there are that many artisanal sh- ch- chips in store. Like, where what artisanal chips are you buying? I don't know. I like. I'm trying to lump like uh, regional brands in there too, like hers and stuff like that. Gotcha. Or like um, uh, the Voodoo chips. What brand is that? Zaps. Zaps. Voodoo chips. 
I mean, do you want an actual answer? You want me to go? Oh, that's a that's a good good idea, Michael. I'm just opening it up for discussions. Just like I'm over here wondering about what about candy bars? I I went to look to see if that Michael's musings guy <laughs> had any more musings. Okay. It turns out, dude, he had a book this whole time. What? That's what I was looking at just now is to see when this book was published. It was published in 2014. He has a book called Michael's Musings. Turns out, dude, we're the copyright infringers. How much? I'm buying it. I'm sending you the link right now. Welcome to a new segment on the show. Whose musing is better? I swear, if he's got like a thing in there about he's wondering about candy bars, <laughs> um, paperback is sixteen dollars, Kindle is three ninety nine. Michael's musings. What's D Min after his name? Uh, something minister. Oh, a pastor blogs on life, doctorate of ministry. Hmm. Okay, so maybe we can still copyright like. A secular version of Michael's musings. You know how there's like a... Michael's musings, but nasty. (laughs) No, hold on, hold on. Michael's musings, after dark. (laughs) All right, I'm going to get it this weekend. Anyway, what about candy bars? Uh... I would bet that the preservatives necessary to keep things like chocolate and or nougat uh, shelf stable for long enough to make that a worthwhile practice is maybe cost prohibitive. I'm not saying that the, oh, those yeah. candy bars don't exist. I just don't think you're going to find them in stores. You're going to find them in chocolatiers and bakeries and shit. Mm. That's where the artisanal shit's at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm try- I guess I'm trying to differentiate between like the Stobers and like if you go to Chocolate Storybook and get a bunch of truffles, uh, there's a clear quality difference there, which is what I'm referring to. With- Are you talking about that there needs to be a middle ground? No, I'm saying that there needs to be like actual candy bars. I would bet that those same chocolatiers have candy bars, dude. You're just not buying them. You're buying ch- truffles, apparently. I'm, I'm telling you, if you go to, like, they just may not be Snickers because Snickers are fine for what they are. But I'm certain that they have chocolate, peanuts, caramel, and nougat in something, which is functionally the same thing. What's your favorite candy bar? The one I go to the most is is probably Snickers, but I don't know if that's my favorite. I just think that's an access thing. I don't know. I don't know what my favorite would be because hmm. it varies. Like, there are times where I'm, like, really craving, like, a Butterfinger. Not lately, but yeah, Butterfingers are good. Butterfingers are great. Uh, Twix are great. Yeah, I and really with caramel and with chocolate. I really like Heath bars. I yeah, like, I I don't, but I love toffee, mm. and that's why I don't think I like Heath bars. Is they're kind of just like fine toffee. Oh, uh, yeah, but you can make toffee is really easy to make, and yeah, you've made some good toffee. You brought some over. I really do like toffee. Yep, I like those and um, uh, take fives. Take fives are good. Yeah. yeah. Well, got anything else? Uh, nope, I don't think so. You want to do this again, or some variation? Or I'm open. I'm open to doing this again, assuming anybody, anybody at all, comments on 
either the the post on the website or tweets at us that they enjoyed this even slightly. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not going to do this again if it was just dog shit and <laughs> not fun to listen to. And I'll be honest, I don't know. It was fun to talk about. I don't know if it's going to be fun to listen to. I can, I can tell while I'm editing if it's going to be fun to listen to. I can't always tell after, during or after we record, though. Gotcha. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, do those things if you like the episode. Even if you didn't, leave a rating review. <laughs> Thanks, Buzz D. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>